Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland School District Podcast. Uh, we're live here in the uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School with our superintendent. Uh, and we will be getting uh, the latest and greatest uh, <laughs> from uh, Dr. Charles. And uh, Charles, how are you doing? Dave, how are you? Nice to see you. Hey, it's good to be seen, <laughs> as we say, uh, and so forth. This is going to be our episode number 17, and uh, giving us an update uh, uh, on the... Uh, uh, on the district, uh, I, as I, we spoke just before you came on, I just came back from our uh, Portland Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting, and uh, Portland is, uh, we had our uh, update from... Uh to, to that end, Russ just shared with us... Um the, the vaccination rates yes. for the, the child. And, um, you know, we're closing in on 80% in the town. Yes. Amongst all elderly. Yes. And uh, I was particularly interested by the age categories, right? Yes. And that the 65 and older group is at 100%. Yes. Right? And then it goes down a little bit for the, you know, 45 to 65. Yep, yep. Um, but the one, of course, that I, I tune right into is the 12 to 16-year-old group. Yes. Right? Or 12 to 18-year-old group. And that was around 60%, 58, 60 to 60%. Um, uh, well, I think it was 58% fully vaccinated. Okay. 62% um, at least with the first, first shot. shot. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's great. Um, and, you know, the importance of that for us with our students shows up in um, our need to not have to quarantine students sure. who are fully vaccinated. Sure. Right. You know, the, the big difference, of course, between this year and last year is that, you know, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to quarantine. And exactly. Last year, when, when we, we had lots of, uh, of cases enter the school, the, the ripple effect of that was taking out entire grade levels and, sure. and, 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 and lots of faculty and staff. Mm -hmm. um, this year, that, that we're not seeing that as much. Yep. Because folks are vaccinated. Sure. And by not seeing that as much, I should, should clarify, at the middle school and high school. Right. Okay. We're still being affected at the uh, Valley Element. View, Gildersleeve, and Brownstone level. Sure. Because those students can't be can't, vaccinated. Can't be vaccinated. Yeah, right. but, the, but while we have uh, you know, dozens of students quarantined, we don't have any teachers or faculty staff quarantined because they're vaccinated. Right. right? And, right. and that, of course, is enormously important. Sure. Because... What, what hampered us last year was, you know, when we had dozens of teachers out, we didn't have subs. Exactly. So this year, we're not running into that reality. And, and as a result, we're able to keep the schools open and, and keep rolling right along. Right, right. Um, and then, of course, support supporting the students are home. Now, I do want to just, you know, recognize something. Um, I recognize completely, and I have been sharing with anybody who will listen to me at the state level and in the mm -hmm. Department of Education and Department of Public Health, my observation that when students are quarantined, it is an incredible hardship for our families. Absolutely. Tremendous hardship because especially for our youngest learners, parents have to be home to take care of them or exactly. scramble to find somebody to, and, and that affects their livelihood and you know, their ability to work. Sure. I, I also recognize that as of right now, we have not had any instances of in-school transmission of COVID. Right. And, okay. and in fairness, 
that raises the question that if you're not seeing in-school transmission, why are we quarantining as, as aggressively as we are? Right, right, right. Unfortunately, my answer to that is not always the best one, is because that's what we have to do right. per the expectations established by the Department of Public Health and right. the State Department of Education. I, though, want families to know I am asking that question, that at, at this point, with all we've learned about the efficacy of masks and the other measures we're taking, yep. is it time now for us to consider Relax. pulling back yes. on the length of quarantine periods? Because if I thought we were quarantining them and, and stopping further spread, of course we would do it. Right. But the purpose of quarantine is to stop further spread, but we're not seeing the, the spread. spread. Yes. So, I don't have any good answers to that except to recognize the incredible hardship it is for parents and that in my advocacy work on behalf of education, I am asking that question. Is it time for us to say maybe it's time to relax some of these quarantines sure. unless and until, God forbid, right, right. we were to see more outbreaks in schools or, or things were to change from our experience over the past year? Right, right. Well, and two, I think... Um uh, the the vaccination uh, uh, as far as for the lower grades, I think that's on the horizon. I think they're uh, it's on the horizon. I'm hearing I'm hearing the sometime in October. We're, yes, we're gonna. So, so which which is a good at least from what is it uh, twelve to or eight to twelve or something? Uh, I, I think it's five to twelve. Five to twelve. Okay. Yeah. So so that's a good thing uh, from from that standpoint. And again, this whole thing has been an evolving situation as the, you know, as the science dis dictates and as we go along here and we're constantly uh, calling audibles here, so yeah, to speak, if you would. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Whatever. Uh, and at the, at, the, at the chamber meeting this morning, also the, uh, uh, the state representative from, uh, I think, Haddam, East Haddam and so forth, um, and they just came out of special session and they did um, uh, okay the emergency uh, declaration for the governor to keep his emergency uh, uh, status as far as that goes. So uh, right, and so the the uh, effect of that extension of the governor's um, authority till yeah. February is that masks are going to continue to be required yep. as a function of that that executive authority, mm -hmm. and um, all of our faculty and staff are required to be vaccinated uh -huh. or Show present test. weekly testing. And, right. and you know, we, we are down to a handful of folks who are, are now providing me weekly negative tests okay. um, in order to continue. Um, but you know, at this point, the 90, I think it's 97% of our faculty and staff is fully vaccinated. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. That is good. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, from, from a pushback, I, I, I think, you know, I think everybody's realizing the, uh, uh, the importance of public health and, and, and so forth. I don't think that we've had the pushback that, you know, other districts have had as far as in relation to, you know, the, the anti-vaccine or anything like that. No, def definitely, definitely not. I mean, you know, we have had a few unfortunate incidents with you know, people expressing their displeasure about it. But, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, People have to recognize that the masks must work yeah. because I can guarantee you, known, we have had positive teachers and students in our classrooms, in our cafeterias, on our buses during a period when they were known to be infectious. Yes. And no one around them got COVID. Right. And primarily, I believe that's because the student who 
was sick had a mask on and the students and people around them had a mask on. Correct. So, you know, again, I just, I just observe that something is, is stopping this from spreading in it, the school setting. It must be something whether, you know, I don't think there's any magical force field in our classrooms. No. That's, no. you know, there's no HEPA filters or anything. It must sure. be the masks that, yeah, exactly. that work. And, and again, the social distancing and, of and just the okay. cognizance of, you know, being aware uh, and so forth of uh, the measures that we need to take. Right. right. So anyway. Cool. All right. That's good. Um, what else? I, 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 I see coming up the hill here, yeah. we have some construction going on at Valley View. So tell us about that. Uh, so I've, it's, it, it is exciting. If, you, if you've driven by Valley View, you've seen the backhoes out there and, and they're, they're digging out and they've taken down the fence. And I've, I had a couple of calls from the community that said, oh, my God, are you, are you building onto Valley View? Did I miss something? And no, we're not, we're not adding any classrooms or space. But what we got last year was a Gildersleeve grant for a new playscape uh, at, at Valley View. Uh -huh. So they're putting in a, a, a nice new playscape for our youngest learners, our pre-K and K students. It's okay. the smaller one, so the, the kids can play on it. But it has been a hit at Valley View. The kids are <laughs> loving watching the construction sure. happen there. Sure. And you know, for those who are listening to this and don't know, we have a really, really amazing um, thing here in Portland called the Gildersleeve Committee. Yes. Um, and from what I understand, the Gildersleeve shipbuilders which is a, a, a an important part of um, uh, Gil, Portland yeah. history and lore, mm -hmm. um, was a, a wealthy group that made, I think, over 160 or so vessels here in Portland. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and some of that money was, was put aside in a trust and is used every year to help fund different projects in town. Yes. So our principal at Valley View, Jessica Bruin, and, and her PTO and, and a committee got together and wrote a grant for this new playscape. So that's what's going in right now. Nice. Yeah, it's exciting. That's that's a good thing. Now that was now because we also have. Uh, isn't there a Head Start program down Head there? Head Start. Also? Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I think that the, the place that they're putting that wasn't that in, in the. I call it the bullpen. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> as yep. far as that goes. Yeah. So. The, the fence is going to go up around it. You know, there's a there's a road right there. You want to make sure the students don't. Ah, I see. I down see. The road. So the fence is going to go around it again. It's just going to be a bigger area. Oh, nice. Um, with a nice playscape. Whereas in the past, the the bullpen. It's funny. Whereas, uh, was there was, you know, there were toys and things in it, but yeah, yeah. they didn't have a nice playscape to plan. Oh, nice. And, and now the kids will. Ah, great, great. So good. Um, anyway, what what else is happening? You know, we. Um. So I just want to mention one other, you know, frustration is um, the ongoing challenge with transportation. Ah, uh, yes. So in a normal year, we run 10 bus routes in Portland. Uh -huh. um, we started the year, we were down two drivers. So we collapsed two of the routes into eight, right? Um, and what happens when you do that is you increase the capacity of, on the bus. Uh -huh. And the bus routes are longer because there are more kids on the buses. So when we went from 10 to eight routes, the routes got a little longer and the buses got a little bit more crowded. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, we've now had to go from eight bus routes down to six. Because two drivers left. Um, uh, they did not leave because of any objections to vaccination or anything. I, they left because they, they had new employment opportunities. Um, and we've had to now collapse from eight to six routes. Oh. So it's tough now. Yes. The, the buses are, are crowded. They're not over the capacity of 77. But they are pretty close to that capacity, and they're longer. Okay. So, in some cases, you know, 
Students are on the bus for 15, 20 minutes longer, and in some cases, they're picked up earlier in the morning. And I'm really sorry about that. Mm -hmm. There's hope on the horizon. Um, I've been assured by M&J that they have recruited and are training four new drivers, but it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. To get certifications. Get certifications. Yes, yes. So we should be whole, I'm hoping, uh, by the middle of November, um, maybe a little bit later. And that's if these drivers finish their certification and don't get poached by any other districts. Uh, um, which is a possibility. It is. I have to be honest. It is a possibility. You know, we are we are working to keep our current drivers and, sure. and you know, bring on new ones. Uh, but I, I just want to recognize that this is a real challenge, and it affects athletics and every lots of other um, groups that need transportation. Um, I don't have any easy answers, but we're, we're working hard on it, um, and we're trying to communicate on a day-to-day basis what's happening, and I just hope everybody can can be patient with us. Sure. Um, and this is you know a function of the the national labor shortage and yes. particularly bus drivers. Yes. Um, exactly. If anybody that's hearing the sound of my voice would like to be a bus driver, I would love to talk to you. Yeah. Um, please get in touch with me or get in touch with MNJ and and um, we'll talk to you about what we need to do to make that happen. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's happening. You know, nationally. You know, across the country, uh, as far as and and not only in in school buses, but, you know, there's a severe labor shortage. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things, again, that was um, brought up at the uh, the chamber meeting this morning is that, you know, obviously with the uh, severe shortages in, in the workforce, uh, the chamber has taken on, uh, uh, in fact, they're running a job fair, right. uh, which is coming up this month. And they're going to, they've got over 50, uh, 40, 45 or 50 um, uh, employers that uh, will be uh, having booths there. So, um you know, they're looking to kind of fill the ranks uh, in, in a variety of fields. Uh, so if you're, you're interested and uh, want to get back on the payroll, you know, yep. head out to the job fair as far as that goes. That would be great uh, going from there. So uh, the, the other thing in the news is obviously uh, we've heard of the TikTok challenges. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. have, we, have we experienced any issues there? Yes. So for those of you who may not be familiar with this, uh, there's a, a, a platform called TikTok. It's a, a social media platform that's very popular with um, younger students. There was a, a, a challenge that was put out there called Devious Licks. I'm not sure who invented the name. It's kind of clever. Devious Licks being that students were encouraged to um, steal little things and post that. You know, And, and I mean like soap dispensers and bathrooms or I don't, I don't know, little things. Um, and it kind of you know, went viral, right? And, and lots of schools were having challenges because sometimes little things are a big deal. Sure. And, and sometimes little things quickly become bigger things. Yes. We had a little bit of it at the middle school. Um, our principal and teachers got right on top of it and communicated to students and parents that devious licking at the middle school would, would not be, be tolerated. tolerated. Uh, not, not be tolerated. And, and you know, for the most part, we have really nice and, and respectful and, and engaged students who I think you know, may have been initially impressed by the, the viral nature of it, but quickly got the message to, to stop. No, this right? is not a good thing. Not a good thing. Yeah. You know, and, and the other ones we're hearing about is the next challenge is slap a teacher. Yes. Right? Yes. So um, certainly we work hard with our students about citizenship and digital citizenship, and slapping a teacher would not be a no. good idea in, no. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and and I, I, I don't expect our students would engage in any of that. Um, 
That said, people have to understand that if a student were slapped, our teacher were slapped by a student, that, that would be grounds for very serious disciplinary action up to and including um, law enforcement involvement. Oh, absolutely. Right? So I don't expect that's going to happen, um, and, and I hope it does. That said, you know, overall, this reminds us of the power and influence of social media. Well, right, and the dangers of social media, yes. and you know, it, it calls on us as as adults to be aware of what our students are are viewing, be involved in the lives of our students. You know, um, and you know, if we ever caught an inkling that something is going viral or our students are getting caught up in something they shouldn't be, we have to put the guardrails in place and, and make sure that students are being safe and and accounted for. Absolutely, and and people, you know. Don't realize how much power that the uh, the social media platforms have. I mean, obviously, in in the news this week is obviously one of the uh, employees of Facebook. You know, uh, I mean, uh, brought to light a lot of the algorithms that that Facebook has in place, and now they're on the defensive as far as that goes. But it it really is an effect, and you know, not only on younger people but also on on adults, because uh, from a standpoint of uh, you know. Creating pervasive atmosphere of, of uh, uh, you know dividing people. I mean, it's sure. it, it's certainly prevalent. Sure, and, you know we're we're living through an, a fascinating time, right? Yeah, I, yes. I imagine that people were having this conversation right around the time Gutenberg invented the printing press, right? I mean, <laughs> people were probably thinking, "Oh my God, anybody can print anything and put it out into the world." Well, yeah, I mean that was a pretty disruptive event, and you know shaped new norms in the Renaissance and all the things that came with that. We're going through something similar now. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, we're going to have to, you know, weigh the pros and the cons and the dangers sure. and the benefits of omnipresent technology and social media and the ability to spread misinformation versus the ability, uh, ability to connect with family and friends around the world. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we, that's 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 our growth. That's what we're going to have to do as as a citizenry. As we and, evolve. And of course, it even becomes more important when we think about the role of that in the lives of young and able to be influenced sure. children, right? Yep. And, and as adults, we have to be mindful of that and engaged and protect our kids. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, on another note, I think the, uh, the school band made a, uh, oh, uh, an appearance at the, at the Big E as... Yeah. as uh, and the UConn football game. And the UConn and football And the game. chorus sung at the, the Bushnell on the 9-11. Yes. So it's, Dave, we're back. Yes, you know, yes. I've, I've been watching soccer games. You know, the football games are out there. The band is fully engaged again. I can't wait for the spring musical. Um, the cross-country team has been now to New Hampshire and is on its way to Vermont. DECA is on its way to Boston. Nice. You know, we're, we're going. It, yeah. it, we missed the, all of those things that we had to not do last year are back, and I, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. It's it's just so refreshing. And the sports teams are doing well. Wonderful. Yeah. My God. Soccer uh, and yep. football. My God. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, kids so are engaged. They're active. They're fit. They're having fun. Um, lots of school spirit. Good energy. Good vibe all around. It's it's terrific. Great. Great. Fantastic. So awesome. Well, I think, um, you know, that certainly, um, you know, rather than being able to report all of the doom and gloom. Yeah. Good mix, good mix. <laughs> it, it is, and so forth. And I think it's uh, getting some really, um, you know, valuable information out there, and, and to go from there. So, uh, which is great. Um, all right, um, that 
I don't know. Is you have anything else? No, thanks for uh, hosting me again. Well, uh, that wraps up our episode number 17. And uh, this is uh, live here at the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio with Dr. Charles Britton. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. And, uh, and again, stay tuned for more relative, relevant information, uh, not only from the town side, but also the school side as well. So, uh, Dr. Britton, thanks so much. Uh, be safe, and uh, we'll see you uh, in, in, in a maybe another week or so. Have a great long weekend. You too. Thanks so much. Take care.